The Wraparound with Grace, Alessia, and Marjorie. So welcome everybody. This week's episode is very, very special. We have our Stanley Cup final special, our very first and hopefully the first of many for you guys to listen to. As you all know, the final is now between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very exciting series because it's been pretty much back and forth. Um, But we have lots to talk about, lots to say, players to watch, some, you know, some answers from you, our audience. And um, yeah, let's get started. (laughs) So we're going to start off with the matchup. As I just stated, it is between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Tampa is currently leading the series 2-1 after a dominant 5-2 win last night, which was Wednesday. I can't get my days right anymore. (laughs) So they won last night. And um, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, like, I think, one-sided game. I, I mean, Dallas is always in the running. I think you can't really underestimate them, but I don't know. I think, I think Tampa pretty much got that one locked and loaded. And so there's going to be some important questions that need to be answered. So can Dallas keep their defensive streak going? What does Tampa Bay need to do in order to crack the Dobin? And I'm pretty sure they've already done a little bit of that, but it's only been three games. There's still lots of games to go. So they'll need to continue that streak. And then is it an unpredictable matchup? You know, it's hard to predict who will win each game since, like I said, it's been a good back and forth. You can't really, you know, say Tampa's going to win this one or Dallas is going to win this one. I feel like so far it's pretty even in what they can produce and what they can bring to the table. So it'll be exciting to see how these games go, see if there's any close wins, um, if there's any big leads, stuff like that. So it'll be exciting to keep on watching the series, especially since we're already pretty much halfway there. Okay, guys. So since I got all of that off my chest, let's go right into the key players to watch. So we're going to start off with Dallas. And first and foremost, we're going to start off with Mr. Anton or Anton, Anton Kadovin. And we've spoken a lot about him on our show. I think we've pretty much solidified the fact that we do have a little soft spot in our heart, especially for goalies for on goalies. this show. <laughs> yeah, we always speak about goalies. So we're going to keep that tradition alive and speak about another one, especially him because he has been playing incredible for Dallas in the past a uh, few series for them, but he has been a little shaky, a little bit rocky, letting lots of goals in against Tampa Bay. So he's led in nine goals over the last three games compared to the Vegas series. We only led in eight over the span of five games. I don't think so. he's been shaky. I think he's just been a goalie. And it's also, <laughs> we're seeing in this series, Dallas making mistakes that they weren't making in the series, like the past series. So last night, I believe they took like three penalties in the first 20 minutes. So they need to be more disciplined and the defense in front of Hudobin has to be way stronger. Yeah, so essentially, Grace, you can go ahead. I just think that like, yeah, last series was incredible. But what was his goals against average? Wasn't it one point something? Yeah, like it was something it was something stupid. It was great. And I think that now he's just being an average Stanley Cup final goaltender. Like, I don't think there's much more to say than that. It's not like it's something super incredibly disappointing. Um, 
but I do think, yeah, it would be great if he could be that one point something goals against average goaltender. But again, like Alessia said, the team in front of him matters. And if they're playing less now, then that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, Like Dallas, Dallas is, you know, they're really strong defensively, defensively. Um, We've seen guys like Mir Heiskanen lead the way guys like Klingberg as well. So like Grace said, this is Hudobin. Like he's been exceptional up until now. And this is just, this is normal for a goalie to experience in a Stanley Cup finals, especially against a team who has like offensive players like Braden Point and Kucherov um, in Tampa Bay. So this is definitely normal to see from Hudobin. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he plays the next couple of games. You know, maybe if he can just get a little bit more of a spark in himself to kind of keep on going keep the series alive and hopefully he does get that backup from his defenseman because you know he can't do it all alone not all of the blame is to put obviously on him but I'm sure Dallas wants to see more of him and of their defenseman if they want to actually stop Tampa from scoring so much because everyone knows that that's just that's just how they play they just love to score goals and so second on Dallas is Tyler Sagan. So I'm not, I didn't put Tyler Sagan on this list because he's been so incredible and like you have to watch out for him because you know he's such an awesome player on the ice and blah blah blah. Yes he is an awesome player but he has been absolutely no good during this whole playoff run. Like this whole postseason run. It's just um, he's only managed two goals and six assists in this whole postseason compared to 17 goals and 33 assists from the regular season. So yikes on bikes with that one. <laughs> and that's why Grace was laughing. What a comment. <laughs> and it's true. She has it written in the outline. It says yikes on bikes on paper. I saw that. I'm like, where did Marjorie get that from? Okay. If many of you don't know, most of my lingo comes from my sister. My sister's 11 years older from uh, than me. So growing up, she was in, when I was like in elementary school, she was in high school. So just hearing all that lingo, it's kind of stuck, <laughs> stuck with me. I but, doubt <laughs> that your sister ever said yikes okay. on bikes. I can, I think she said it at least once, but either way, a lot of my <laughs> lingo comes from her. So I owe her my very awesome funny language <laughs> but yes it is yikes on bikes come on two goals and six assists in this whole postseason yeah, that is really bad that's awful that's i mean not we're not good. we're not saying that tyler seguin seguin is a bad player because no like no, like marjorie not. said he put up great points in the regular season and in his career playoffs he, in 85 games played he has 13 goals 27 assists combined for 40 points so he can produce in the playoffs it's just this year something is not clicking and in order for dallas to keep up with tampa or to beat tampa they need players like him that are big to step up and to start producing because now like you've seen you got you have guys like Miro Heiskanen who are like making up for the lack of a f- offense for Dallas when you should be having guys like Tyler Sagan stepping up and filling that void although like like we said we were going to say this a lot Dallas is a great team but mm-hmm. he needs to step up I just think yeah. like going into it Tyler Sagan was like the be-all end-all for Dallas or one of them anyway yeah so the fact that there's only two goals there kind of hurts my heart a little bit like what what is that it's like 
it sucks to see because I think everybody knows that he is a great player and he's been a great player for Dallas. Dallas has many offensive threats like Jamie Benn. Now they have Joe Pavelski. You know, they have just so many great offensemen. And Tyler Sagan is obviously one of the better known forwards, more one of their star players in the league. And so for him not to be producing as he should be is very disappointing. You know, I, you know, I wonder why maybe, you know, maybe you can blame it on the big break that they had, you know, maybe he wasn't training as much, who knows, maybe he just got out of it because like I said before, before everything happened, he did, he was producing like he usually does. He was probably on, on, on pace to like make whatever, maybe 30 goals, whatever, you know, his usual, but for him to come back and just get two goals and six assists and basically disappear, that's very, very disappointing. And like Alessia said, thankfully Dallas has other stars on their defensive line, like, which is absolutely crazy, but to actually make up for that because Meyer Heiskin has been absolutely incredible and he's the next person we're going to be talking about. But before we get there, I think once again, it's just a Tyler Sagan has to find his rhythm or else, or else I think Dallas will fall back a little bit. You know, they can't just completely rely on their defensemen because at the end of the day, they're defensemen. They have to be defensemen first before they can actually act as an, like as a forward, if that makes any sense. So we're going to move on to Mr. Miro Heiskinen. I love saying his name because it's very fun. <laughs> But he has five goals and 18 assists in this postseason, which is absolutely incredible. We, I think last episode is when we spoke about Dallas's uh, defensive line. You know, we had uh, Klingberg and we also had Alexiak. You know, he wasn't producing a lot of goals, but then but he was on the ice, you know, helping out with other goals and helping avoid goals. So Heiskin has been a very integral part of this team. He's still really young, so he still has – so much more in him like over the next couple of years but he's really proven himself in the series yeah I think it's it's really cool to see a young defenseman I think we've said this like three or four times now to see a young defenseman like him leading the team in points in the playoffs and when you look at who's leading in points they're both defensemen you have Heiskinen and then you have Klingberg right underneath him so I think Heiskinen has 24 points Klingberg 19 and he's making up, like we said, for the lack of offense sometimes in the games for Dallas. But for me, Dallas shouldn't be relying on a defender like him. They should be looking to guys like Jamie Bed, Tyler Sagan, and Alexander Radulov to start producing offensively. And right now, it's like, even when you look on defense, it shouldn't be just him holding his own in front of Hudobin. It should be guys like like we've seen Alexiak and um, Klingberg doing their part as well. So I think he's he's been great. I just did I just did quick math, so I wanna I wanna <laughs> say it because it's it's in my head now, and I'm really proud of it. Um, so Miro Heiskanen has three times the points as Tyler Seguin. That's insane. If you Marjorie's think not it. impressed with my quick math. <laughs> like, I'm impressed with it. Thank you. <laughs> and it is insane. Like, it's it's unfortunate that Sagan can't be the player that everybody, you know, knows him to be. And like Alessia said, 
once again, Dallas cannot rely purely on their defensemen to actually act as their forwards. It's, I think you can only ever do that or you can only ever really truly appreciate when your defensemen are producing so well offensively is when your whole team is producing really great. So when your forwards are producing what they should be and then everybody's playing great, it's always great to have that extra layer of offensive threat um, that comes for your defenseman. But if your defenseman is acting, if your defensemen are acting like your forwards, then then who who's your defenseman? <laughs> and, just... I'm not, and I'm not saying Dallas hasn't been good offensively. I'm just saying that key players that should be doing their part need to step up. And we've seen guys even like Joel Kiviranta like come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and make a difference for the team. So I'm just looking for superstars like Sagan to be like, okay, let's sit down, see what I have to improve on because we need something to get going in order to beat Tampa because like we've said before, they're absolute powerhouse of a team this year. Exactly. So let's put a pin in that and talk about my math. <laughs> we love doing math in the mornings. It was so good. I'm so proud. I just woke up. It's incredible. When was the last time you took a math class? Oh, good Lord. Um, <laughs> the fall semester of grade 12. So two years ago. Oh my goodness. Was my last math class and I actually we, it. We did some math and marketing. <laughs> yeah, that was not fun math though. Did I we? did Marjorie didn't because she forgot her calculator. Okay. I used my brain though. And I, I you know I used the classic pencil on paper, did my like just did my multiplication, cross multiplication and how'd boom. That, how'd that go for you? Probably didn't get the right answer, but I tried my best. <laughs> Let me tell you, I did calculus in grade 12. You know, that's not simple math. So my brain is fried from that year. That's all I have to say. (laughs) And so moving on, we're going to move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning. (laughs) Maybe we can do some more math with that team, even though there's not much math to be done. So excited. Um, So key players to watch again. So like Tyler Sagan, this is not a player that has been exceptional or hasn't even been on the ice at all. But we're going to talk about Captain Steven Stamkos. So he finally returned from injury after undergoing a core muscle surgery in early March. And then he scored on his first shot of the game. But then he left some, um, sometime in the first period. And then he returned a little bit after the start of the second period and stayed on the bench. And I don't think he really played that much. I don't no, I remember. Didn't. And so I think uh, somebody, I can't remember. I saw a tweet. He came back to the bench. He went on the ice to test out his leg, but mm-hmm. ultimately just didn't play anymore. Yeah. And so he only had five shifts with a two forty-seven. So with two minutes and 47 seconds of time on the ice which is a very very little <laughs> especially <laughs> for a centerman and so now he's kind of uncertain for game four um I don't know it I know that Tampa Bay really was I don't know rushing but they were really really wanting to have Stamkos back on the ice especially for the final but my thing is that Tampa has been so great offensively and then just been playing so great overall that I don't know what was the rush to get Stamkos back on the ice I know that like it's because he's their captain and like if they win the cup like I'm sure they would want him to have some sort of participation within 
the playoff season, but I just don't think what was the point of rushing him. If anything, they could have brought him back for like game five where like there wasn't there wouldn't be so much of a toll on him if they had a big lead on the series. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like the Tampa Bay Lightning, they can win without Steven Stamkos. They've come all this way without him. It's just kind of sad because Stamkos is such a good player. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Steve Dangle's tweet, and it just kind of put into perspective how much Steven Stamkos has gone through. Like, I, le- I have the tweet out right here, and it's like how many injuries he's taken in, like, serious like really good matchups so like in the olympics and the stanley cup finals it's just it's sad it's so sad to see but at the same time i think the lightning can do it without him there's no doubt well and it's like what you said he scored on his first shot of the game like that's just how good he is so yeah it is upsetting but the lightning have been without him this whole time like it's it's not a it's not a big deal it sucks but like alessia said they can do it i don't think it's it's a huge thing to worry about um i don't think he's gonna be back for game four i i doubt it um unless he like has some miracle <laughs> recovery in some the miracle hand days. to work on him yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, but I, I don't think he'll be back because it just it doesn't make sense if he can't play if he just sits on the bench why would you why would you put him out there why would you make him struggle because I think that's just worse especially for his mindset to just be sitting there and not be doing anything rather than be off and not doing anything because then you have a legitimate reason to not play um, but I don't know I think it's like yeah it sucks but it'll be cool to see Tampa do something without Steven Stamkos. And we've already seen them do a lot without Steven yeah. Stamkos. So it's like they're not – if Steven Stamkos isn't playing in, in the next game, it's really not a big deal, like we said. Like, yeah. obviously, it would help them, but they've been just fine without him. It's upsetting because I think everybody just loves Steven Stamkos. I think he's just one of those guys that is just insanely likable, and I think everybody just um, wants to see him – be healthy and actually play a good full season and actually be able to win something with his team and say that he contributed to that season. Cause I feel like whenever your team wins a cup and you were injured, you know, I think a lot of players are like, well, I really didn't win it. Like my team did and my, my teammates did, but you know, I wasn't really part of that. And so I think that's the sucky part. That's that's my favorite thing about the Stanley Cup, though, is that when you see, like, a few months later, those players who just happened to be on the roster, but, like, weren't even in the same location as the team, but, Mm -hmm. like, technically, they won a Stanley Cup, so they get a ring, and you're like, were you there? (laughs) That's why it sucks. That's why it sucks, and, like, I understand why Tampa wanted Steven back so early and like not early but quickly and like to get him into this finals <sighs> but <clears throat> it sucks that he had something did go on in game three to make him you know uncertain for game four and like we said wait he probably won't play game four I don't I don't think they'll want to risk it even more but like Alessia said and like we keep on reiterating Tampa can do it 
I think that's just basically them solidifying the fact that they are a great team, even without one of their star players, even though they have various star players on that team. But without your captain and when you're able to play such a great game without someone like Samco's, I think it just solidifies your team as one of, you know, the great teams of that season or, you know, of that run, whatever, so on. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. Let's hope everything's okay for him. Hopefully something too serious and then we can see him hopefully on the ice sooner than later. So we're going to move on to Braden Point, who has actually been very, very good for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He has 10 goals, 16 assists in this postseason, which is great. And so it was a difficult last year for him against the Islanders because he did sustain a little bit of an injury. So he was in and out of games in that matchup. But he has managed to get two goals and one assist over the last three games against Dallas. And he has stepped up during Stamkos' absence. So he's kind of filled that role, you know, filled that void of, you know, Stamkos' um, like scoring ability. So... I think Braden Point has been really amazing for the Tampa Bay Lightning and obviously one of their key players. And that's really good for him because he's like, with Stamkos out, he's managed to kind of make more of a name for himself because everybody already knew who Braden Point was. Mm -hmm. But now he's kind of like cemented that um, for everybody that he is that good. Yeah, and for me watching Tampa, he was like one of the few players I kept my eyes on because he's just been that good. And for both teams, for both Dallas and Tampa, they've had some amazing players that have been great, who have been the reason why they've come so far. And I look at Braden Point, and I just see him at the top of the list um, to be awarded the Conn Smythe Trophy, just for how great he's been with Tampa. Yeah, he's been absolutely incredible for them. He, Like Ray said, he's he just solidified. Oh my gosh, I can't speak solidifying the fact of how great of a player he is and um yeah again it's just gonna be it's gonna be hard for Dallas to kind of keep him contained because he just can he obviously knows how to find the net and he obviously can make um those plays in order to get other players to score their goals so Dallas obviously has to kind of you know keep him contained keep him away from the net and just, you know, double up on him kind of essentially, you know, just not giving him enough room to actually make those plays in order for Dallas to stay alive in this series. And so lastly, we have Mr. Nikita Kucherov. I think everybody always knows that Kucherov is just an amazing player. I don't think there's anything else we can really say there. He's managed to get six goals, 22 assists. 22 assists post- is insane. In this postseason, yeah. alone, which is crazy, yeah. you know, you know, for him to be such a playmaker and um, be able to get all those assists, you know, because they have played against pretty good teams, but like to be able to get so much is insane. And now he has four points over the last three games. And so, like I said, always finds a way to score a very big problem for Dallas because you don't want him just like Braden point. You don't want him on the ice, being able to make up those plays and get the uh, the puck past Kudobin. Yeah, he's also leading the league and his team in points in the playoffs with 30. So he's just been one of the highlights of this year's playoffs as well. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Kucherov, I think whenever you hear that name, you're just like, yep. Yeah, 
for Dallas, for Dallas, they just need to find a way to shut them down, and which yeah, I, is going to be hard. It is going to be very hard. Like I, like we, like we keep on saying, this show is literally us saying how good Tampa Bay's offense is and how great Dallas's defense is, and then them basically just fighting each other to make sure neither one stops them and neither one goes through it's it's just a good back and forth i i really enjoy this this matchup honestly but we're gonna speak more about that very shortly we're gonna go into now our next segment which i hope many of you love certainly we love it over here it's our very controversial (laughs) (laughs) our very controversial way I hope you Which guys stands like. for? Have you guys liked how you said don't that. have to say what it stands for? That's you already the know point of the way. You already know what it stands for. But if you it's are like, oh no, Alessi and I have beef. <laughs> Why? Because she called it the question of the week in a post no. the other day, and I was like, Alessia, that's not allowed. I understand that I'll you don't love it. the way. No, it's not that I don't love it. It's just I get it. Enough. I just. I really wish that you would just you would just love it because it's so good. It's perfect. It's like the way. <laughs> you know it's the way to our next the... segment. Oh that's perfect. I love that. Yeah, anyway. look at this. <laughs> if you're if you're a newbie and you don't know what our beautiful way is, it's the weekly audience engagement. And so <laughs> Grace's face. Okay. Pain. I'm I'm proud of the name. I, just, I hate that this is on my mind so much. <laughs> I'm proud of the name I gave this segment. I worked very hard, and this name I think took me about 20 minutes because my brain could not think of anything else. I was like, "Question of the week" sounds too plain. This one sounds sophisticated yet new, different. <laughs> exactly. Either way. <laughs> Eventually, I think we'll either stick with the way or maybe hire a marketer to figure this stuff out for us. <laughs> but our way is, which team will win the Stanley Cup? What a surprise question there. Were you guys surprised by the question? Oh, 100%. I had no idea. Right? Such a great, great question. So, <laughs> Alessia, if you want to give us the results... The results are actually like decently close. So for those of you who voted on Instagram, uh, the results were Tampa with 59%, Dallas with 41%. And then on Twitter, similar results, Tampa 54%, Dallas 46%. Yeah, like, I mean, I voted Tampa just because a couple of what, episodes ago when we we're all making predictions, I said Tampa, so I'm going to stick with Tampa um what did you guys vote i said tampa but my mom thinks dallas so i'm a little bit i'm a little bit edged towards dallas she made a really good point over facetime the other day i didn't get a chance to vote i didn't get a chance to vote so (laughs) the results but i was gonna say tampa just because after um my predictions i just i'm like okay it has to be tampa there's there's no way She's like, Alessia can't afford to be wrong anymore. I just, she's like... <laughs> she said way too many of her predictions on the show, and she's like, I have to get one. I have to get one right. It's just that, like, sometimes with predictions... So, like, I mentioned last year, I said 
Tampa and Dallas and this year is Tampa and Dallas and this year I said Colorado would win and that just which Colorado was a lot of people's favorites but it just didn't the pain happen. on Alessia's face right now incredible <laughs> I just I would I just really want to see <laughs> McKinnon win a cup and yeah well McKinnon was gonna have to wait his turn <laughs> hopefully that's next year but, but uh, I mean okay I get why people choose Dallas like I get it they've been really great you know like I said a couple episodes ago they're kind of an underdog team because you wouldn't have expected to choose them to be like your Stanley one of your Stanley Cup final teams at the beginning of this regular season what did I say that they were like what 24th 25th what was it I believe they just made it into the playoffs. Like, they yeah. weren't like, one of the bottom teams like Montreal, but they were, like, you know. They were pretty low. Yeah. yeah. And so you wouldn't have expected them to get as far as they have, especially um, playing against the teams that they have. They've played a great, some great teams that have great players. So I see the attraction that Dallas has. You know, I understand. But – Tampa Bay I just feel like is just more complete and I feel like at the end of the day the more complete team I mean hopefully it's not always the case but hopefully they win and so as we've been saying Dallas has been great you know defensively and their defensemen have been producing like offensively but nice (laughs) thank you (laughs) I love the English language (laughs) But their forwards haven't been – they've been good, but they haven't been, like, amazing like Tampa. I feel like Tampa just have has more of an all-around team. I think the thing with Tampa is that they do a great job pressuring the Dallas defense. I think it was uh, the first goal last night from Kucherov. Um, I can't – I think it could have been Braden Point who was pressuring I'm, Heiskanen. in. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not too sure, but uh, – it led to uh, Heiskanen trying to do kind of like a spin move and it landed right on Kucherov's stick and there was a goal there. So Tampa's doing a great job and kind of shutting down Dallas's defense. Now we need to see Dallas produce more offensively. And we all know that next game, Dallas needs to win it for sure. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, how many games do you think this is going to go to? I'm going to say... Six. That's I was, was leaning. I was leaning towards six too. See, oh, look at us. Connected. meant to be. <laughs> I okay. think. I think if Dallas would have won yesterday, I would have said seven. Yes. yes. But I totally now agree. I'm like, okay, it, this can be six, for sure. I'm gonna say. So yeah, I'm gonna say six. So obviously, four two for Tampa. I'm gonna say. Even though Tampa has been putting quite of a clinic just scoring-wise, you know, what was it with the with the last two games, right? Because Dallas won the very first game. My memory is just... Well, here's what I think. Okay, enlighten us. We're going to have a too-good-to-not-have-been-planned final. So we're going to have that debate where, ah, is the NHL staged that we have every year? Because... Dallas is going to not win the next game. Tampa's going to go up, lead 3-1. Uh-huh. And then they're going to be leading game five up until the third period. 
Dallas is going to battle back, win the game, all of a sudden come back from elimination, and then Tampa's going to slaughter them the next game. Have we seen that happen before? Okay, well, I'm hoping it's not like that. (laughs) Because I feel like that's so predictable, and I hate games that are like that. I would love to see, like, a good back and forth. I would love it if it were, like, Dallas wins the next game, so then it's 2-2, and then Tampa wins the next one, so it's 3-2, and then they eventually win them in the sixth game. But I'm not going to predict how many goals because, one, I have never done that in my life, so I am not going to start now while on our show, and two, that's just hard. I don't know how people do that and get that right. Yeah, I think like, when, you, when you put in, a, like, if you're doing a bracket on the NHL website, they ask, um, once you get to the Stanley Cup final, they're like, how many goals in total will be scored? I let I'm my like, dog pick every year. I'm like, how do you, how do you, and then you go by, okay, well, how many goals does each team average yeah. in a game? And you try and figure it out, but, like, you you don't you know. You never know. Because just to say, you you would think that by the time you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, the games would be really close. And we saw yesterday, it was a very one-sided game. And Tampa just powered through. So like, it's hard. We've seen Tampa have massive leads. It's like, especially in that game against Boston when what, they won, what, 7-1? So, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that you can't really ever predict how many goals I think it'd be kind of awesome if I could have the that ability I would win lots of money because god knows I think we all need it <laughs> this moment help us <laughs> being university students but I think six games and if it is not six games I will I will cry because I need my predictions to be right. really anticlimactic. <laughs> well, what else can we say? Come on. This series is pretty much like already. I don't know. Like I said, like it's a good back and forth, but I can't see in my head Dallas winning. Like I feel like that would ha- take. I can't see those green jerseys holding up a trophy. No. In my head, what that's happened? really what I imagined right now. Like, them, like, lifting up the cup and, like, celebrating and, like, seeing Tampa all sad. It, it, would be, it would be different, definitely different to see. But I think it's just, like, it's Tampa's time. If they do it's their win, time though, right now. then the wraparound jank is alive and well. And we have to get t-shirts. Do we need to, like, ask, like, someone to come in and, like, sage our homes or something to kind of stop that <laughs> jinx? Like, what do we do in that situation? Then they'd have to sage the Allen Slate, too. It happened there. <laughs> okay, well, we weren't making any predictions it's just then. us. It's just our energy. <laughs> hey, I have a good, what's it called, aura? I'm chaotic, so I'm not surprised. Whatever color is mellow, I think that's what I am right now. Oh, my God. I hope so. <laughs> One of my friends told me once that I'm orange in her mind, and it was like the most chaotic color to be, and I was like, nice. <laughs> it's Great. so funny, because I was going to say that you were orange. Get out of here. <laughs> I was saying, you seem orange to me, even though I have no idea what the colors mean. I always feel very orange, so it makes sense. <laughs> 
I feel very like maybe yellow or blue. But blue sounds these sad. Stand for? Okay, we're <laughs> let's get back on track here. <laughs> we always do this. The wraparound spinoff is us talking about our auras. <laughs> Every show. <laughs> Every show we're like, okay, we're gonna time this to 45 minutes. And then it's like an hour and a half, and we're like, oh well. It's That's just fine. us talking. <laughs> it's like half of it is hockey, half of us is like nonsense. Okay, so the schedule for games. Tomorrow, Friday, Tampa and Dallas play at eight, and then they play again on Saturday. And then if they need a game would that six. be their game six? Yeah. The Saturday that- would be their game six? No. Monday would be their game six. Mm. So they're going to play games four and five back to back, which doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, That's what I was going to say. And then game six will be on Monday, and if needed, game seven will be on Wednesday. So good news is that next week, by the time we see you all again, we will have a winner. So. You can finally see if the jinx is broken, if we finally are back, we're finally on the good side of the hockey gens, the hockey gens, the hockey gods once again. (laughs) My goodness. It's a short episode, but it's been a long week. I'm sorry. (laughs) Bear with us. Bear with us. Yeah. So now you get to be excited. This is our Stanley Cup special, and then we'll probably have a draft special, and then we're going to disappear for six years, and then we'll come back. With, with more specials for season three <laughs> items exactly so there's lots to look forward to lots more specials like i said this is the first of many which is very exciting for us this is um i guess one of our first big goals that we've met i guess to be able to produce so many shows for you guys and have a special it's always exciting to make special shows and just dedicate these things so it'll be exciting what next week brings us and so We'll see you soon, and you'll hear from us soon, so keep your sticks on the ice and your your heels heels on the dance dance floor. floor.